Hi everyone, I'm Caleb with Team Rockin' Cushions, and this is episode 13 of Rockin' Talk. The guest for today is Rebecca Villavicencio. Rebecca is a textile designer, which is a field that involves the process of creating the designs that are printed on woven, knitted, or other types of fabrics. Michelle Vanderwater sits down with Rebecca to talk about producing raw alpaca, working with natural fibers from Peru, and much, much more. Hope you enjoy! rock and talk tonight thank you so much for joining us i am here with my very good friend rebecca who is a textile designer and we're gonna have so much to talk about tonight she has this beautiful line of alpaca um where <laughs> we have beautiful ponchos here we have lots of samples to show you and i'm wearing this gorgeous scarf and bow and we make blankets and blankets and yeah so welcome <laughs> and this is my favorite time of year because even though we do print design now we're getting into the cooler the cooler weather yeah and we get to do my favorite part of textile designing which is the weaving weaving <laughs> that's amazing um so yeah thank you so much so why don't you just start sorry we're just stopping the music why don't you tell us about how you got into textile design and exactly what is textile design because i don't know if a lot of people know what that is really um well it can be a lot of things i start i always loved to travel and through my travels i was always interested in the color and the different cultures and during one trip to india specifically i was doing a lot of shopping and mm -hmm. i was looking at all the fabrics and people started asking me, do you want to do import-export? And at the time I was so young, I wasn't thinking business-minded. Mm -hmm. So I kind of ignored that. But when I got home, I said, that's what I want to do. I want to go to school for textile design. So I went to grad school. I went to Philadelphia University. There are very few schools that specialize in textiles. Oh, really? And Mm -hmm. I thought for some reason I thought like you know any kind of arts program would kind of give you the basics of before the you design yeah it, they'll probably have the drawing and a good background and I had done art as my undergrad mm -hmm. and so when I was looking for a grad school there were there's um, maybe three or four good East Coast schools specifically for textile design oh cool so which school did you go to? So I went to Philadelphia University. Yay, Philly! Yay, Philly! <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting on you, Philly! <laughs> All right. Um, and I chose weaving. So you can do, in the textile design program, you can do knit, weaving, or print design. Okay. So, so all of this stuff is woven. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And knit, for example, what you're wearing would be knit because it's stretchy. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this, like, normal stuff, like, um, I guess, normal clothing, like um, sweaters or, like, anything, like, thin, even, like, T-shirts and stuff. T-shirts. Is knit. Mm -hmm. And then some of the, like, the woolen stuff, anything that feels like, this actually feels like cashmere. It's like alpaca. It's so soft. But anything like this is woven. Mm -hmm. And denim is woven denim's woven yeah mm -hmm. and this so this is um this fabric here this is is this woven or is this this is knit this is knit okay so see how it stretches yeah so 
when it's woven, the yarns are crossing each other. Okay. And there's no room for the stretching in the knit. It's the yarns are knit together. Knit <laughs> <laughs> together. <laughs> okay. Mm. So how, I mean, just so everything is on a loom, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you design for a loom? Like how, are you just picking the, the thread and you're picking the, the raw materials and the colors and stuff and then? A lot of it is the colors of the yarn and then the placement of the yarns. Um, in our, if you can see this piece, the fringe, that's the yarn going one direction and it's hidden by the yarns over top so you get a variation in the color even though it's mostly a solid right. color but you still see the variation even if you didn't see the colorful fringe you would see the variation right you can see that color. yeah yeah it's so pretty so I just want to uh, we just want to mention the website because maybe you're listening or watching us and you also want to check out the store at the same time so what is the website our website is cabinmeasures.com Okay, C-A-B-I-N-M-E-A-S-U-R-E-S.com. Um, yeah, so check that out. Beautiful, beautiful things. And I am so excited because I am going to be featuring one of the Cabin Measures products in my subscription box for fall and winter leading up to Christmas. So if you subscribe to my box, you'll get... Um, a mixture of um, handmade items that have all been repurposed so obviously both of us we make um, we make products out of fabric all the time and we have a lot of waste material that we want to repurpose and make into new products and so we might be doing a cute little scarf like this probably gonna do a cute <laughs> little scarf like this in the box um, some hand warmers I have this very cute bow in my hair we have tons of designs ready to go so Please, if you would like a sample, that would be a really great way is to um, buy my subscription box and you can get a sample of this. And you can also go to the website and buy, yeah, all kinds of stuff for Christmas. It's really beautiful Christmas gifts for everyone, for men and women. I mean, I can't even, I wish I could describe to you how soft this is. So why mm. is alpaca so soft? It's just the fur on the alpaca is soft <laughs> and they cut it off they don't a lot of people actually ask if the alpaca are harmed and they're not it's just like a haircut and then they collect all the fibers and then they spin them into like a uh, like like sheep's wool i guess right yeah like sheep's wool like wool yeah. except it's hypoallergenic because there's no lanolin like a lot of people are allergic to the oils oh right oh so oh that's that great so this is a great gift if somebody is allergic to normal wool, to wool. Mm -hmm. um, they won't be allergic to this so that's awesome um, cool so how so how did you go from um, deciding you wanted to be a textile designer and specialize mm -hmm. in weaving to doing alpaca in Peru um, well, after I graduated, I was traveling again, and my husband's family is in Ecuador, so we went down to see his cousins, and I just happened upon some alpaca blankets in the market, 
And since I'm always traveling and I've mm -hmm. always been looking at textiles specifically, I saw the blanket. I said, wow, I'm, well, I don't see this a lot. I think this is something people would really love. People should have this. So we bought some and he said, well, what can you make? So I made a blanket and then he said, it was actually Faustino's idea to make the ponchos. He said, well, can you sew a poncho? And he just drew a sketch and mm -hmm. I sewed one in our garage. <laughs> and Where all the best ideas are made. <laughs> right. And while we had, uh, we had a lot of product de development experience and we had a lot of um, artistic experience, mm -hmm. we didn't have a brand. So Faustino took the sample that I had made. I don't think we even had labels on them. Right. And he went into Ron Herman and asked to speak with the buyer and they gave him a meeting and they placed an order. That's amazing. Yeah, so, and then they've been carrying our ponchos and blankets for six years. Wow, so Ron Herman is in Fred Siegel. Fred Siegel's, if you're in LA. And oh, is it Fred Siegel's anywhere else in the country? Or are they in New York or just LA? I think just LA. Just LA, okay. They do have, um, Ron Herman is in Japan. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> so do, you, is, do they stock your stuff in Japan? Well, they don't because um, it's, it was complicated with the international right. trade. But. Okay, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was very inspiring. I feel like a lot of designers, when they first get their stuff, um, you know, when they're first developing their product, it's very intimidating to go to a place like that, you know, that has a lot of luxury high-end goods, and you're kind of thinking, well, can I compete? But it's amazing that they decided to take a chance. And I think it's mm -hmm. because the quality is so amazing. I mean, you can just feel it. This isn't like cheap, you know, I don't want to say made in China stuff, but it's not. <laughs> it's, not made in China. it's not cheap made in China. Okay, people. Yeah, um, yeah it's just um, it's just so luxurious and beautiful. And also, I think because it's unique, it's different than the color combinations that you would typically see. Yeah, I mean, look at in, this. This is like I feel like it's very bright. I don't know if this is reading well on camera, but I wanted to bring out like the colors. I feel like every piece is unique. Hmm. Well, this color story actually came from our print story. Oh, so yeah. This is a bag. Um, this is our zigzag canvas bag mm -hmm. design, and it's fully lined and it has pockets. It's got cool pockets, yeah. Some larger pockets. This would make a great shorter. diaper bag. Do people use this as diaper bags? You can bags? use it as a diaper bag, you can use it as a beach bag, you can use it as a gym bag. Mm -hmm. um, it actually, it holds a lot of things and kind of keeps it organized. But all these designs are based on my kids' drawing. Oh, really? So after we had the first season with the alpaca at Ron Herman, they said, well, what do you have for the summer? Yeah. And we didn't have anything. <laughs> so I started um, doing some t-shirt designs. In the beginning, they were just a simple drawing on a digitally printed on a t-shirt. Right. And then it um, grew into an overall print uh, for t-shirts. Uh, I'm just going to show, okay, this is a really cute yes. print. Uh -huh. 
um, puppy dogs. So cute. And I love how it kind of looks a bit vintagey too. Do you know what I mean? Like right. Well, that's that nice. the that's the fabric that we printed it on. Oh, okay. Because so it's not pure white. Mm-hmm. And this, so this first dog design, this is a husky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my son's uh, my son's school had a competition for the school mascot drawing, and that was his first drawing. And so then from then they got older and. The drawing shed a little bit. <laughs> I love so this one together. This, who drew this one? Probably Lane. Also, how many mm-hmm. how many kids do you have? Just I have for the audience. I have four kids. <laughs> four kids. Okay, and they all contributed. They which all is awesome. participate. It's mm-hmm. a real family business here. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so cute. And they did the writing. So and cute. Kids and I think it's so. great. I mean, you know, these days, I don't know uh, when was this happening. Because I know these days it's pretty easy to, you know, make um, uh, fabric from kids' drawings if people wanted to do it. I know there's a site, Spoonflower, where you can basically upload an image mm-hmm. and then basically turn it into a print like this and get it printed on fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that you could use Spoonflower and print a yard of fabric and have a shirt made and be able to sell it for... Our, uh, our kids' shirts are $26. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. So I mean, it's definitely... You might be able to print it. Yeah, you can print it. I think, actually, I think the yardage <laughs> is around um, 25 to $30 for one yard of custom-printed fabric. Mm. So it really is for people who, you know, want something special um, to sew themselves as a gift. Like, it's right. obviously not feasible as a business. Um, but I think it's a great idea. I think it is super cute. So what is the process? Because I am looking at these pieces here. And you were mentioning before that um, when you design fabric, um, you get a test. I don't Right. Can you explain? Um, every printer has a different machine. Well, some will have the same, but they use different fabrics, different machines. So the colors come out. Even if I send the same file to several different printers, I'll get three different fabrics from right. three different printers. So what they do a test and to match the colors. And then this one, uh, we pre-washed and found that it was shrinking. So in order to do this one, we have to adjust the file so that when it's washed, we don't have half a dog. <laughs> a squishy dog or, right a, squishy a hot dog, dog. <laughs> I mean some of the patterns don't matter as much yeah but it's nice to know what color is actually going to come out before right. you order it's very technical mm-hmm. and but I'm assuming like you know a lot of um, people who work at the print houses um, I mean they deal with this all the time right so it's not it's not like it's not like you know they're not used to Right, or w- once you work with a printer, this, if you work with the printer over and over, they know how to adjust your file, or they know what right. fabrics you're using and how to work with it. But this was done during COVID. So we um, we had to source someone completely local, new. We couldn't go anywhere. Right. And so we were testing out new options, which was good. It was, it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. To you know, see if we can shuffle steps. 
Yeah. I think everybody was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it has been, yeah. Dirty. It's been like, you know, I think there's been a lot of good opportunities that have come out of trying to do business with COVID. I mean, I've talked mm -hmm. about it a little bit before how, you know, most businesses have had to pivot. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like it just it brings to our attention how much we take for granted every day. Like we just take it for granted that, you know, um, you work with an amazing printer who's going to be able to do this within and 24 hours. And ship it. And ship it, yeah, and everything, you know. So right. I think it's really brought people back to basics and maybe um, it's been a humbling experience, but I think, you know, I think we've had to relearn skills that maybe we didn't have to before. Mm -hmm. and just find our way forward so yeah it's awesome that you've been able to like keep it going you know so that's great yeah I, I do feel like we've been very lucky because a lot of even though our alpaca is produced overseas we always had it made here so as long as we have the rolls of alpaca then right we have it made in downtown LA so yay so support shop local downtown people LA. shop local <laughs> um so with the alpaca are you able to print on this can you do printed designs or no no the only the stripes are woven in to the alpaca um it it just wouldn't last right mm -hmm. but you could definitely do embroidery is that something you thought it about? could be embroidered or i was thinking we could do we're thinking for next season doing uh, more knit mm -hmm. and then the designs can be knit into the you have more options with a knit piece okay and so how do you so what is the difference between um, doing using the alpaca as a knit fabric and using it as a woven fabric because the knit you're saying has a bit of stretch in it right so Am I making sense? I probably didn't ask that question right. <laughs> but I'm like saying why would it be woven instead of yeah. knit? Um, it just it has a different structure. So the sweater most most sweaters would be knit. Mm -hmm. And when Faustino asked for something to wear that was made out of the woven blanket material. We went with a poncho because you don't have to move. I mean, you can move without having a, a, sleeve. a sleeve on it. Yeah, yeah. That, mm -hmm. that doesn't bend. Cool. So <laughs> what else are you planning to make out of this? Um, we have scarves, wraps, ponchos. Um, Hats. Are you doing beanies yet? We haven't, but if when we start doing knits, we'll do sweaters and we'll do beanies. We have alpaca and leather slippers. They are so <laughs> cute. I saw those. So you were just making those for kids. Are they available for adults as well? Or just we kids? have um, one pair left for adults. Oh, <laughs> they're selling out. And as fast as we make them. They sell out? They sell very quickly. That is amazing. So those we haven't even posted them online because the wholesalers were buying they just whatever them up. we made. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. But we do, we're, this, this year we're working on getting everything streamlined so that we'll have those available. Yeah. Because people, kids and adults, and they're really cute for babies. 
so cute so they have a leather sole is it suede or is it uh it's suede it's suede so mm -hmm. leather suede sole and then and the, toe and toe, toe the toe cap like a toe mm -hmm. cap and then the sock part is alpaca and it's mm -hmm. just gorgeous i i saw those in the studio today <laughs> I was yeah. going to steal a pair. <laughs> you couldn't find the I couldn't find my size. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, w did you ever work for a company straight out of college? Or no. did you go straight into your own business? <laughs> I did. Mm -hmm. And you... I, I worked with another woman in my grad school. Mm -hmm. uh, we worked together developing product with her husband's company. And... Um, we went to China. We did the whole pounding the pavement, finding the textiles, finding the zippers, the zipper pulls. The what is it like going to China to do this? Because I mean, obviously, it's something that everybody does, but I just I, I don't think I've ever heard like a detailed experience. I don't think actually. Um, I think a lot of people use use the products from China, but I don't think a lot of people actually go because when you go there, you will not want to have your business based there. It was very depressing. Mm. The factories was, are depressing. I'm sure it's probably the same. Yeah, they were crowded. It was, I mean, they made a nice presentation because they knew we were coming. Right. Yeah, but it, you feel a bit mm -hmm. like exploitative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have heard that. And you know, there are those stories of the um, buildings in some of the um, industrial um, sectors that have nets around them because people commit suicide, try to commit suicide a lot. I don't know, oh, did I make that even more depressing like for you? Visitors or the people there? <laughs> the people, the yeah. workers who are just like, the they're basically oh, slaves, so you know, they're basically slaves. Like, no, I, ha I haven't heard that. And I didn't, I didn't feel it to that point, but I was thinking more like the, um, there's so much waste, oh, you know, really? which is another, which is another reason why I think this is subscription box is a good idea because mm -hmm. there is. There's so much waste when they're making things and even the stuff that doesn't get sold. Companies don't sell everything that they make. And right. Then it's what happens to it? They, do they just throw it away or do they I donate it? Or No, it's probably in the Because landfill. everything has a value. So it's kind of like there's really high-end um, designs. I don't know if you know, really mm -hmm. high-end brands that will uh, basically burn decide to like burn a product rather than sell so it for a lesser copy. yeah or sell it for mm -hmm. a, a below market value price so i mean i'm talking like high-end brands like gucci right. like louis Vuitton, like you know high-end brands it's kind of like they have a value to keep them their product prices at a certain market i mean value. i believe it i feel like yeah. it's hard for me to put a poncho on sale <laughs> because <laughs> i know i mean i know I know the man that wove the alpaca. Yeah, you know? it's got a real story behind it. Yeah, some of them I cut myself to put yeah. together. You know, and I know it's tough, and but I I think it's great to bring people attention to this. You know, like 
especially with handmade products it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know if if a lot of people who aren't in the business or who don't make things in general know how much time and effort and love goes into making something Mm -hmm. like this like you really love to make this stuff and you know you really want people to appreciate everything that goes into it so yeah it is hard to put things on sale (laughs) and i find it really frustrating because obviously you know um i mean i have a lot of coupons and sales and stuff for my store but i still on occasion get people asking why it's so expensive you know like right. i have one uh couch even on etsy yeah even on even etsy, on etsy mm-hmm. where um if you don't know etsy um most everything on there is crafted right or it, it's at least the design of the designer even if it's not made right Although I think Etsy's maybe loosened a lot of their regulations. I think so too. <laughs> you know, that's a whole other story. We're going to do a whole Etsy thing another time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that um, definitely people need to appreciate the, the work that goes into this. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I get, the, as I was saying, I get inquiries all the time, like, why my products are so expensive? I mean, I actually have one couch cover that's probably more expensive than the actual couch. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of questions about that, too. But what I say is like, you know, it's, you know, IKEA, you have to understand, like, IKEA is like this global brand. They have a massive uh, supply chain and they're selling millions and they're selling millions, if not billions. And so their mm. prices are super, super cheap. So even though that couch is only a hundred dollars or whatever, it's like they can only they can sell it for a hundred dollars because it costs them like twenty dollars to make. But that's not like real world prices. Like if any of us were to make that couch, there's no way we could make it for that price. So you know my covers that go on that couch. Where's IKEA made their furniture? Um, everywhere. So oh. depending on where the store is, which country. So I guess in the U.S., um, a lot of it is made in Mexico. Mm-hmm. or Canada um, a lot of it is oh Turkey also as well so it just depends I mean their whole, their whole supply chain is so complicated I really don't know this is just like <laughs> what I've read online um, you know they're very secretive um, but yeah it's like you know and also I think we offer a product that you can't get anywhere else right you know what I mean so like if you buy one of my slip covers, you won't you won't be able to find that anywhere else because nobody else is making it. And the same thing with you, if you buy one of these gorgeous ponchos and scarves, you can't find this anywhere else. So it's a it's a real luxury um, to have something that's been handcrafted and is mm-hmm. completely unique. You won't be able to get this you know in, anywhere like at Walmart or anywhere else. So definitely not Walmart. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, you know, a lot of people are selling on different stores right now, so. Well, that's true. If you go on walmart.com, it'll take you to a, a, something, a product that you can't buy in the store. Yeah, it's, um, it's all drop shipped. It won't even ship from Walmart. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of stores like that, I think. Um, they've all kind of become more Amazon-like, where there's kind of like drop shipping mm-hmm. categories. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a definitely a different uh, market, different audience. Um, but this stuff is really great as Christmas presents, um, I think. I mean, if you're looking for something unique and um, different and handmade and local, but also international, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, this is like really. This is like checks all the boxes. Checks all, <laughs> checks all the boxes exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm so excited to put this in my box. Um, I will be if you subscribe to my. I'm just gonna plug myself right now. Okay. If you go to my website and you sign up for my mailing list, um, I will be sending out a uh, coupon for my box. So stay, you know, uh, stay. Uh, look out for that. Let's <laughs> say. <laughs> And I will be adding these Cabin Measures products as well um, to the subscription box page so you can see exactly what we're offering. Um, but tell us about, so when you, when you go to, so you didn't go to, you didn't work straight out of school. So when you, deci when you decided to develop your brand and you were going to um, uh, different places, I guess Lucino was going to different I mean, is there a competition kind of conflict? Like if you sell at Ron Herman, can you not sell at a department store or anything like that? Um, no, there are, there are some rules about pricing on mm -hmm. our website. Our price point has to be a certain um, price, so competitive with what we're selling right. to the other stores, but we haven't run into any problems out competitive. We did go to a lot of stores that were already carrying uh, an alpaca blanket line. So oh, they wouldn't, okay. even though ours look different, they couldn't purchase our blanket. Oh, right, because, because they would it, would be another it would be competitive blanket. to what they already have. Mm -hmm. um, so are the stores able to get stuff? So this is your sample book. Mm -hmm. um, do you take this to the stores and they can choose? what they want or is this for who would you give this to so we have had um, this year is a little different but in the past our mm -hmm. blankets have been sold at kind of high high-end um, rug store and they carried our blankets and so we had the color palette mm -hmm. instead of the, the blankets are rather large so instead of having a stack of blankets in their store mm -hmm. <laughs> we would give them one blanket or two blankets a light and a dark and then the book so they they can choose the colors from the book oh that's mm -hmm. gorgeous and then also at the if you can see this at the showroom they use the book to show customers the different colors for the ponchos and the wraps right and, and does scarves. this change like season by season or how do you decide on what is going to be produced per run, I guess? Is it like per run or is it per season, per year? So per, for the alpaca, it's per year because we only do it for the fall, winter season. So other things per season would be uh, spring, summer, fall. Mm -hmm. But the alpaca, this year, the showroom... The, the shows didn't run because of COVID. Right. So in the showroom, they, they, ha they have the ponchos and the scarves and the wraps, and then they have the book, and then they travel to different cities, big cities, where all the vendors come to the showroom, and then they pick what they're going to buy in their store for the following season. So that would have happened right about March or April. Right. March and April, when, and everything was canceled. So they place their 
orders in the spring and then we have them ready by August. So we can get an idea, not an exact number, but an idea of how much we need to produce. Right. Yeah, it must be super tricky, um, uh, you know, doing that. I mean, I guess, you know, everybody was, every designer, I guess, was in the same boat um, this year anyway. I mean, so many collections didn't get made, produced or Mm -hmm. shown or, I mean, I think the fashion industry has really suffered a lot. Well, and people aren't going anywhere, so they don't really need to yeah. anything. Well, you can look fabulous at home. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but you know, this is what this is what yeah. I wear every day. This when is, I wake up, this is like wearing a blanket. It is <laughs> exactly. So you should maybe you should think Cozy. about wearing uh, making snuggies. No. <laughs> a full luxury <laughs> alpaca snuggie at home on the couch. I'd wear it. I'll do those custom. Yeah, I'll make one and then it'll be made to order. <laughs> well, you just need a sample, put it online, right. get all the pre-orders, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, next thing you know, you're on like QVC selling like millions. <laughs> yeah, it's really gorgeous. So what? Um, uh, what was I gonna say? So this is so the so the alpaca wool is made and woven in peru and then it gets sent here where it's cut and sewn into downtown la into downtown Mm -hmm. la so do you sell the fabric by itself as well i don't is that something you're thinking about yeah we're thinking about doing a whole line just of fabrics Mm -hmm. so we might have um next season we might have uh order by the yard yeah an option to order the fabric by the yard because it would be really good to do collaborations with other designers mm-hmm. you know um i think that this it just has so much i mean it's just so i just can't stop touching it honestly it's just like it's so luxurious you know we have done white label which is when you produce a line for another designer okay so they say oh i love your blankets but i want well, what she wanted was a really long fringe and all neutral colors. And so the year that we were doing that, that wasn't really, we kind of tend more to the bright colors mm-hmm. just because of the drawings. Maybe we should give the kids some neutral palette pencils. <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> neutral markers. Yeah. <laughs> so next year it'll be black and gray. Uh-huh. So... Uh- how does white label work exactly for people who, who so basically we would give them we gave them a wholesale price but they had a larger minimum order than a retail store a much larger okay and but it's all your designs right so they would they would say we want this um, maybe a, tweak it a little bit mm-hmm. whatever they wanted um, and then they put their label on it you put their right. label on it right we put their label on it and I mean we worked with them we actually spent a lot of time working with them and developing it wasn't a whole new product but a variation of our product so Mm -hmm. it's time consuming that's why there's a minimum order has to be right and do they specify that they don't want you to sell their design I guess right yeah we signed a contract and everything yeah certain number of years five years Wow, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. So now we could. <laughs> so, so now you can sell it. Yeah. Designs. That's so interesting because, you know, I feel like 
um, well, it's not very often that you, you, I think as a fashion designer, you can do that. Like you get to like really work with a raw product, mm-hmm. you know, like lots of times people get stuff. I mean, customization is very common right now. Like obviously you can buy all your blanks or your blank t-shirts and all that kind of stuff. Right. And do whatever you want to it. But I feel like this is such a raw, natural product. It's so special. And the fun of it is designing the picking the colors for me anyway the fun of it is picking the colors and yeah absolutely do you ever get how do you decide which colors you're going to pick because every like how do you know what's going to work because obviously it all turns out beautiful like this is like pink and blue and well sometimes we've had happy accidents sometimes things have come back not like we expected uh, expected them to Mm -hmm. but it's looks really good so we go with it yeah (laughs) but there's also um some planning involved for the placement of the color and and it also depends on what's available right what what yarns they have available to work with so i'll start with a um a book of all the yarns available and then narrow it down and then mix so if you if you pick a part for example, this brown, and I said that the color was from the color be coming through, but then also each row of each row of the fabric is a mixture of four yarns spun together. Probably can't see that, but so they're four different Maybe colors. Hold it closer. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> four, it's four different colors there. Four different <laughs> colors. This one. So there's some trial and error. I would find a yarn, oh, I like this pink, but it's so bright, so I'm gonna tone it down with a little of the tan. Mm-hmm. And then I mix, I mix those together. Yeah. Can you see? I can see it, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, because there's, I know your last interview, the brain surgeon. <laughs> well, he wasn't a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> and you know everybody's good at something let me just say everybody is a specialist at something in their lives so just because he's good at that thing doesn't mean he's good at other things doesn't know about yarn. he doesn't know about young <laughs> yeah but it, it's just like it's just beautiful so and it's inspiring so you also do felting though as well right do we have so, oh i'm just gonna run i'm just gonna grab we do have a little piece. Oh, we have a little. Oh no, this one's not. Wait, it's right here. Let me just grab it. So this, the one that I'm wearing is very warm. Yeah. This is the super fine Peruvian alpaca, and it's a thinner. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's just as soft. Oh my gosh, it's so gorgeous. <laughs> You know what this reminds me of? Have you ever seen um, possum fur? Possum? No. Okay, Australian. I should. I should specify Australian or New Zealand possum fur because they make a lot of products out of the possum fur Mm -hmm. there. And the possums there, they're not like the possums here. Um, The possums (laughs) there are more like squirrels, like soft, Uh like really soft, soft. Like a rabbit. A rabbit. Like a rabbit fur, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this feels just like that. Yeah, it's just gorgeous. So how do I So this is this is thinner, it's not as hot, but it is very delicate. So when you felt 
this is a piece of this felted. It makes it, if I were to pull this apart, it might just rip, but this makes it. So how do you make, how do you felt something like this? So this is basically washed wool. Okay. And it shrinks. That's why they say don't put your wool in the washing machine. The heat and the soap, uh, the agitation felts it, but then the dryer will shrink it as well. Okay, so, so this is basically just washed wool, uh, washed uh, alpaca, mm -hmm. and it's it comes out uh, stronger, mm -hmm. and because it's condensed, because it's condensed, and you mm -hmm. you just air dry this, mm -hmm. not in the dryer, I mean. Well, now that the process is done, if you threw this in the dryer, it wouldn't do that much damage. Okay, but if you threw one of the scarves or the ponchos in the dryer, it would maybe be a child. Right, child, child size, size yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's gorgeous, yeah. So we're definitely, I don't know if you can see this, but I wish you could touch it right now. Um, but it has such a unique texture and it does feel stronger, this one. And I really love, you were saying that it doesn't really fray, right? When it's been felted, you don't need to um, hem it or sew it all the way right. around. So one of the difficulties has been... Um, how to finish it without it taking away from the luxuriousness of it right you know without doing the fringe but once it's felted you don't need to worry about the fringe because it's not unless you really yank on it or snag it yeah. I compare it to something silk a silk blouse right or a silk scarf if you really treat it if you snag it on something it's gonna get ruined but right Okay, so I have seen those felted stones. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Those felted boulders and stones that look like marble, but uh -huh. it's felted. So how do you make those? Is that a different process than this? No, okay. kind of, but not really. This, if you have, this is already yarned. Right. So this felt is already turned into a yarn. So there's, it's already shaped when mm -hmm. it's felted. Okay. The stones would be a lump of fur alpaca the the fibers okay and then you would add soap and water and kind of wash it shape it into the shape and keep adding more and adding more they might be needle felted actually the ones that you see oh really what does that mean so needle felting you would shape it into a ball and then there's a needle on a stick and you just Keep stabbing it and stabbing it, and it compresses it all together. It's very time-consuming. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a fun project that I won't have time to do. Right, but um, you could get lost on the internet looking up needle felting projects. You know what? I think I've seen those on Alibaba, though. To be honest, what Ali, the, the felted the, stones? Oh, probably. so they're probably being mass-produced because they're so popular. <laughs> those little, you know, people the. Chinese workers um, felting <laughs> stones. Um, yeah, but they but, are gorgeous. You know what? I was just thinking, if you go on Amazon, there's an op option to click where your the product that you're buying is located. So whenever I shop on Amazon or any, any store that offers from multiple sellers, yeah. you can select that you want the product from the U.S. Do you think it comes mm -hmm. from the U.S.? Well, 
there is a catch because a lot of people in the U.S. import it from them. Sell. Yeah, exactly. So, but you have more of a chance that it being from the Maybe US it means you... it's already in the U.S. It's already here. Yeah, right. so it's just quicker shipping time. That's <laughs> really what they mean. <laughs> yeah, but this is gorgeous. I mean, I hope you come up with more products because. I would really love to see. Yeah. I, you know what I really want? I want like um. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> I really want. I love this bow in my hair, but I would really love like a big slouchy beanie. Oh, you know what I want? Like the French style. We could make a beret. A beret, like a French beret with a little pom pom. Mm -hmm. Super cute. Um, I've knitted tons of those, but I think it would look really, really cute with the. We could do the it with the felt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so check out the website everybody cabinmeasures.com and also these products some of the the uh, we're going to repurpose the scrap material from the alpaca um, into new products for my mm -hmm. subscription box so I am super excited about that and every box is going to be a discovery box so you won't really know exactly what you're going to get but guaranteed it's going to be absolutely beautiful so thanks Rebecca. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Yeah, thanks, thanks for so coming. Much. And thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for watching. Yes, please um shop local and I hope you have a great weekend. And we'll be at the Los Feliz Flea. Los Feliz Flea Market this Saturday. So Come you, check us out. You can check this out for yourself. I'm telling you, you it's just it's just beautiful. I can't even I can't even talk because I'm just like, oh it's so gorgeous. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode with Rebecca Villavicencio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a good review and follow us on all of our social medias at Rockin' Cushions. And you can always go to our website, rockincushions.com, to find affordable slipcovers for all of your IKEA furniture. On the next episode, which is also the final episode of the season, Michelle sits down with special guest astrologist, Rachel Ling. You don't want to miss it.